Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us live here at New Life Online. Thank you, Adriana, and thank you, Julianne, for welcoming everyone to church this morning in our online lobby. Uh, we're so thankful that you're here and that you've joined us. I'm so excited for what God has in store for us today here at New Life. So for those of you who are joining us, thank you so much for joining. We're excited. Uh, I'm so excited for what God is doing here at our church for a couple of for a couple of reasons, um, I, I'm excited. I'm thankful for what God has been doing in our church and through our church already up to this point. We're about three or four weeks in. Where I think this is week four. We're four weeks in, and I'm I'm so thankful for what God is doing already in and through New Life. We just completed our first sermon series last week, and uh, as we completed our first sermon series last week. Um, I'm just, I'm thankful for that opportunity, and I hope that you've enjoyed it if you've been with us. Uh, I'm so, I, I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed uh, preaching it, as much as I've enjoyed sharing God's Word. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And then the last two weeks during the week, we've done a free online course. And if you are, if you haven't checked that out already, the two courses, one was called Fearless. We talked about overcoming fear, and you can go through Facebook in our Facebook group, Fearless. Uh, you can check those out. I think it'll be a help to you. And then the next course that we did was called Joyful. We talked about thriving with our family relationships. And I think that that was, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the feedback. I think that it was helpful. I hope that it was helpful. And we just, we had a great time with that. And if you're single and you're watching this, if you don't do anything else, if you don't do anything else and you're single, watch lesson five of Joyful and you'll learn what not to do if you're trying to begin a new relationship. Uh, so check that out, Fearless and Joyful, those two courses. But I, I'm really thankful for what God has been doing through our church. And let, I would like to say to you, if you're interested in being a part of what God is doing here through New Life, if you'd like to support what God is doing here through, through New Life, uh, we'd like to invite you to, to, to partner with us financially. Uh, we'll put it in the comments on how you can give online and we just we'd be grateful for your generosity and what god is doing here in houston texas and again if you're joining us we're so glad that you're here we're thankful that you're here and that you're joining us this morning you may notice if you've been with us for the last few weeks uh, you may notice that today it just it looks a little bit different. It feels a little bit different. Uh, so, and the reason for that is Wednesday. Normally, we we pre-record our messages, and I I preach them on Wednesdays, and then we share them with you and study together along with you on Sundays, and then we had some technical difficulties. Uh, so I'm here with you live, and that means a couple of things. One, that should be a good thing because hopefully since I've already preached this message, hopefully it will be better this time than what you would have gotten already, uh, or it could be uh, it could be a bad thing because I may just enjoy it so much that I may just go long, which I guess in this setting, you guys have the you guys had just have the chance to leave me if you want to, so that gives me incentive to keep it short. Also, since we're live, I've already appreciated uh, those of you who have responded with a like or uh, the, the heart that floats up on my screen as I'm preaching to you. And, and let me just tell you, I need your feedback today. I need the amens. Uh, I need the, you know, the raised hands. I need the hallelujahs. Uh, I need that today, and that lets me know uh, that 
that you're with me. And I, I would appreciate that feedback from you. And we're going to have a great, great time. So if you're joining us, thank you for being with us here at New Life Online. Uh, we're excited to start a brand new sermon series today. And if this is your first time, I would like to encourage you and invite you to go to thenewlife.church forward slash live. And there, there's a connection card. We would love to serve you. Uh, we'd love to connect with you in any way uh, that, that we can do so. So please, you can go there and check it out. And we'll put a link to that in the comments. Uh, we'll put that as a link to the comments today. Well, let's go ahead and get into God's Word. I'm so excited to start a brand new sermon series today called Roadblocks. Uh, the other day, a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was driving from Houston to Baytown, and as I was driving uh, down I-10 East, it went the. As we were driving, there was uh, cones that were just uh, restricting the flow of traffic. It went from four lanes down to three lanes, down to two lanes, down to one lane, and uh, finally, it just sent all of us who were driving, all the Houstonians that were driving east. Uh, it just took us off the highway where we had to go off on a frontage road and try to get back on. And I don't know about you, how, how many of you have experienced road rage before? Uh, or is it just me? Don't make me feel bad. Let me see it. If you've experienced road rage before, but there's just something about uh, just getting taken off the highway and all of the, all the traffic getting restricted down off to take us off the side of the road. Those roadblocks, they just, uh, that, it frustrated me a little bit. And you know, those roadblocks, it really, what it did was, and I understand that there was construction happening and there, there was some, I guess, some positive things if you want to, if you want to say that. But for me, from my perspective, um, there was nothing positive about it. Uh, those roadblocks were getting in the way of where I wanted to go, of what I, what I needed to do, where I needed to be going. And those roadblocks just got in the way of where I needed to go. And you know, whenever we're driving down the road and we experience roadblocks, those, those can be frustrating, aren't they? Uh, those can just, uh, they can just, you know, they can aggravate you, or at least they aggravate me. But, but worse than physical roadblocks down the road are the roadblocks in our lives. Uh, the roadblocks that get in the way of where we need to be uh, personally, where we need to be in our relationship with God, uh, the roadblocks that get in the, in the goals that we have for life, the roadblocks that get in the way of being the people that God wants us to be. Those roadblocks are very serious. And for the next four weeks, I'm excited to share with you a sermon series where we're going to be talking about overcoming the roadblocks that get, that, that, that get in the way of life and faith. We're going to be talking about roadblocks that, that hinder us from being the people that God wants us to be. And as we continue studying the book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, what we see is we just finished a sermon series where we saw how Jesus loved and cared for people personally. And what we're going to see for the next couple of chapters, for the next four weeks, what we're going to see is Jesus is trying to interact with people. Jesus is trying to love people just like he has always done. But there are roadblocks that are getting in the way of Jesus doing what he would like to do in people's lives. So today we're going to go ahead and begin that. Mark chapter 6, I'd like to encourage you to get out your Bible and study along with us. Mark chapter 6, and we're going to go ahead and begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from, what, from whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, son of Judah, 
and Simon and are not his sisters here with us. And they were offended at him. Today, we're going to be talking for the next few minutes. We're going to talk about the roadblock of familiarity, the roadblock of familiarity. Let's pray together. Let's take a moment to pray and ask God to bless our time as we study his word. And then we'll see what God, God's word has for us today. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Thank you for your goodness to us. And I thank you for those who are watching live with me right now. And I thank you for those who are going to see this later. God, I pray that whoever's watching this, whenever they're watching this, I pray that you give them exactly what they need. You know when they need to be watching this message. You know when they need to be hearing this truth. And I pray that you bless them. And for those of us who are here right now, and for those who will watch later, I pray that you just open our eyes to truth. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would make us more like Jesus as a result of what we find in your word today. I pray that you be with me and fill me with your spirit as I, as I preach and as I share your word. I pray that it would be exactly what whoever is watching this right now needs. Lord, I pray that you just do amazing things in our time together, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. A few years ago, I worked in an office uh, where during the day I was working in an office where there was the daytime television on all the time. Uh, so primarily, and, it, and I worked in an office where there was a bunch of people that enjoyed it, but for me, uh, it was pure torture, especially uh, the entertainment news. Uh, the entertainment news where people just followed celebrities and where they, uh, they were around them all the time and they wanted to see this celebrity did this today, this celebrity said that today, this celebrity broke up with this celebrity. And I'm just thinking, and, and by the way, if you enjoy that stuff, uh, I, mean, I mean no offense to you. Uh, so, but for me, I would, just, I would rather watch ESPN, who's with me. Uh, maybe you're not. You're, some of you are going to give me a thumbs down. But, um, uh, but we would sit there and we'd watch, we'd watch the, the news and we'd watch the, we'd watch the celebrity news in the office there. And as I would watch, it just amazed me. And, and thinking about it, there's a couple of times in my life where I have seen uh, where, where so, some celebrities, where some athletes have, have been around me. And it's just amazing how people respond to celebrities, isn't it? You know, I think that there's multiple, diff there's different kinds of responses. There's the kind of response where it's like, uh, it reminds me of just the people that are holding up signs to people that they've never met before. And it's like, you know, dear, this dear athlete, please marry me or whatever. And it's just like, you have lost your mind. But people that just like are amazed and people that are so excited around celebrities, there's the people, one time uh, we were at my, whenever I played college, whenever I played basketball in college, my basketball team, uh, we were at the airport and we were in line and there was with us a Hall of Fame, a future Hall of Fame running back that was in line with us going through security, going through TSA, and as we were as we were standing in line, some people were like in shock. Some people were trying to be his buddy, trying to be his friend, acting like because I watched you play, uh, because I watched you, whatever. You and me are best friends now. You know that kind of response. And then there's the way that I respond whenever I see. There's the way that I respond whenever I see. Um, Whenever I see some athletes, whenever I see some celebrities, they're going by, and this has happened a couple of times where they're going by, and I'm like oh, hey, look, there's that person. And I just kind of freeze for a little bit. Uh, whenever that athlete was with us going through TSA, I was just like, oh, hey, that's cool. There's, there's Adrian Peterson in line with us. And then another time, Adrian and I, we were, at, uh, we were at a football game and a Hall of Fame defensive lineman walked by us as we were in line at the concession stand. And, it was, and I just stood there and I watched. I was like, oh, hey, look, I've seen that guy on TV, TV before. And I just froze. But you know, for all of the different responses, 
Some people, some people celebrate, some people try to buddy up with, with celebrities, some people just uh, kind of freeze. But you know what's amazing is that their friends, you know, the people that they're with, the people that they hang out with all the time, those people, they're not in shock and awe at the celebrity. And that was what was kind of interesting to me sitting in an office following celebrity news is like, hey, here's these, you know, usually it was the reports of, hey, here are these celebrities who are fighting with each other, who are arguing with each other, who broke up, who divorced. And it's just over time, those people, you know, they're not in fact, they're not uh, in awe of each other as celebrities. You know, we as a culture can be, are in awe of them, but they're not in awe with each other. And why is that? It's because they get familiar with each other. Now, in some ways, that's great. That's great uh, to, to be known, to have, uh, to be personal. But whenever we get to a point where we don't appreciate other people, you know, maybe for you, uh, maybe you've been, uh, maybe you've been married for a long time and you take for granted uh, your spouse we can get too familiar uh, with our spouses to where we don't appreciate them, where we forget how special they are to us. Sometimes we get familiar as parents. Uh, Adrienne and I, we're about to have a baby soon, and I'm looking forward to holding my son in my arms, and it reminds me of the times where I've held uh, my two daughters for the first time and just the wonder of holding my children for the first time. But you know, yesterday, whenever I lost my, whenever I lost my temper uh, with my daughter, I wasn't just thinking, "Oh, hey, how wonderful is this?" I'm thinking, you know, kid, I'm, you know, you're, you're, you're aggravating me. You know, we can get so familiar to where we don't appreciate the people in our lives, and most of all, and I think most dangerous of all, is whenever we get too familiar with God, when we get too familiar with Jesus to appreciate who he is, to appreciate what he has done, to appreciate what he wants to do in my heart and life this week. And in our lives, what can get in the way, the roadblock that can get in the way of, of having a personal uh, dynamic relationship with Jesus this week, uh, a dynamic walk with Jesus this week, what can get in the way of me growing as the Christian that I should be, uh, what can get in the way of that is the roadblock of familiarity. And in Mark chapter 6, that's what we see. Uh, for the past uh, several weeks, we've seen Jesus has been in some different places. We've seen that he's been in Gadara. We've seen that he's been in Capernaum. And now Jesus is traveling. In verse number 1, we see that Jesus is traveling to Nazareth. Now, maybe Nazareth sounds familiar to you. Maybe it doesn't. But Nazareth is actually the hometown of Jesus. Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He spent some time in Egypt. And then whenever he grew up a little bit, his family moved to Nazareth. Jesus was known as Jesus of Nazareth. And here he is, and he's going, it tells us in verse number one, he's going to his own country. He's going to, he's going to his own hometown. And what we see is that here is a, here's an opportunity that people have to be around Jesus. Remember, we've seen Jesus uh, calm the storms. We've seen Jesus raise the dead. We have seen Jesus up to this point heal the sick. Jesus has done amazing things, and now he wants to do amazing things in Nazareth. But So they have an incredible opportunity, but because they're familiar with Jesus, it really becomes a roadblock in their own personal lives. So I noticed three things about this opportunity uh, that these that these Nazarenes have whenever Jesus comes to town. The first thing that I noticed is that there is a special opportunity. There's a special opportunity. Would you look with me in verse number one, Mark chapter six and verse number one, it says, and he went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples follow him. 
And when the Sabbath day was come, so that is Saturday, uh, it was a day for that for people to rest and worship. That's what the Sabbath day was. And in some ways, we accomplish some of those same things on Sunday when we gather together in church normally, or we gather together online for church, and we hear God's word taught when we worship the Lord. And that's what's happening here in verse number two. So the Sabbath day uh, was come, and he began to teach in the synagogue. So Jesus comes to Nazareth, He's teaching the word of God to these people in Nazareth. Talk about a special opportunity. Talk about an an amazing opportunity. Jesus, the son of God, Jesus who is Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible tells us in John 1 that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So here we have the living word of God who's come to Nazareth and is teaching his word to the people. What an amazing opportunity. Uh, wouldn't, wh- how, how excited would you be if Jesus showed up in your church, if Jesus showed up at church online at, with your church and shared the word with you? Uh, how excited, how much better would it be if I uh, stepped off to the side and I wasn't preaching and Jesus came in and preached uh, for us? That'd be a special opportunity. That would be an amazing opportunity. But what we see here is that they don't value that opportunity. And you know, that happens a lot of times in in my life. We have a special opportunity every week, uh, every day, because we have the Word of God, whether you have a physical copy of the Word of God or whether you look it up in Google. uh, We have access to God's Word. That's a special opportunity. But for me, as a person who goes to church, uh, well, before all of this, as a person who's gone to church uh, every single week of my life, a lot of times I don't value the opportunity that I can hear from God. In fact, a lot of times the only time that I value it or that it's really special, and you've been there, you know it, uh, where we've been there, where, you know, we get the, we get the feels, we feel, we feel uh, you, know, you know, special bead with Jesus uh, around Christmas and around Easter. That's whenever it's special a lot of times. That's whenever uh, we just kind of get flooded with a little bit more emotion than, than normal. But the truth is, is every single day, Uh, we can meet with God. It's a special opportunity. But what we see here is that in verse number three, they say, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? So here they have a special opportunity, but they don't value it. And my friend, could I tell you something? That we have a special opportunity to hear from God. And in our family lives, we we have some special opportunities. If you have people at home, and right now, maybe you're getting tired of them. Maybe, maybe you're getting a little frustrated or getting a little bit short-tempered with them. Hey, you have, if you have people in your home uh, who love you, who God has put in your life, that's a special opportunity. Uh, the fact, and some of us appreciate it now more than ever, but the fact that we, uh, that we have the ability to work, that we have a job, that's a special opportunity that we have that a lot of times we don't value. So it was a special opportunity, but next I noticed that it's a familiar opportunity. It's a familiar opportunity. It says in verse number three, it says, It's not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, son of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And it says, And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. So Jesus shows up and he's ready to teach. He's ready to, uh, he's ready to love them. He's ready to, to perform miracles in their lives. And, but because they don't value him, they just look at it as, oh, this is just, this is just Jesus. This is, this is the guy that we grew up with. This is the guy that, that we've always known. It's, it's not special. It's not amazing. It's just, it's familiar. 
And my friend, could I tell you that uh, don't get familiar, uh, too familiar with Jesus to where you don't value him, to where he's not special to you. Don't get so familiar with your spouse to where you're not amazed that, that God would allow you to spend your life with a person. Uh, don't get so familiar and just uh, don't get so caught up to where you miss your kids growing up. Uh, it's a special opportunity. A lot of times whenever, for those of you, for those of you who are married, for those of us who are married, uh, you know, you started dating and everything about that person was perfect. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Where, every, where everything that that person did was perfect. And then now a lot of those same things, uh, they can just, they aggravate you. Uh, those things that used to be amazing or cute or uh, used to be wonderful, now they're things that can get on your nerves sometimes. My friend, don't get so familiar with the gifts that God has given you. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Don't get so familiar with the gifts that God has given you that you don't appreciate and value it. And finally, we see that, first of all, the, the Nazarenes, they had, a they had a special opportunity. They had a familiar opportunity. And then finally, we notice here at the end of this passage that it was a missed opportunity. It was a special opportunity. Jesus was coming to town. Uh, it was a familiar opportunity. They knew him. They knew his word. They had listened to him speak. They knew his family. Uh, so it was just familiar. It wasn't something that they valued. And then because of that, it was a missed opportunity opportunity. Here it says, Jesus said in verse number four, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And it says that he there could do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. So Jesus shows up. He wants to invest in their lives, but they don't want him. So they miss out on the opportunity that they had. You know, in, in my life, I look at some of the opportunities that I have. And one of my favorites right now, and I think I'm maybe thinking about it a little bit more because in, in any day now, me, my wife and I, we're going to have our third child. Uh, we're going to have a boy, um, unless the doctors lie to us. Um, so, but we're going to have a boy. And so I'm just, I, I guess I'm really thankful for just the, the, my kids. And, you know, sometimes whenever I'm walking through the house, one of my daughters, specifically right now, Julianne, Julianne will get in like a hallway or she'll get in a, in a walkway, in a doorway, and she'll stick her arms out. Maybe you did this whenever you were a kid and she would say, all right, you can't get through. And what's the magic word? What's the password? And there she is. She's blocking my way. And as she blocks my way, she wants me to say some password. And, and maybe you've been guilty of this. I've been guilty of it from time to time where there's my kid wanting, wanting my attention. There's my kid wanting me to, to love, on, love on her. And I'm in a hurry to get to where I have to go. So I just, I kind of blow by. So uh, I'm six foot four and 200 and uh, none of your business pounds. And there's my little four-year-old daughter and trying to get by her. I can just blow by her if I want to. But you know, there's something, there's something special if I just take a moment and I just, uh, I, 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 I get down to her level and I say, you know, what's the magic word? And I say, please, or I give her a kiss or a hug or whatever, whatever the password is to get by. And you know, those moments are moments that, that are really special. Those are the moments that I'm going to look back uh, and maybe some of, some of you who are uh, a little bit older than I am, you have those moments where you look back and you miss those special moments where you're with your kids. And I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I don't want to miss these moments 
And I, I could blow by, I could not value it, I could just get to where I need to go, but there's just, there's just something special whenever I get down to her level and give her the hug and give her the kiss uh, or say please, and then it goes by. And you know what? Her little roadblock arms uh, always come down. And could I just say to you that we have, first and foremost in our relationship with God, we have a special opportunity but we often construct our own roadblocks of familiarity to where Jesus just isn't as special to us as he should be. And you know, the key to tearing down those roadblocks is just in the moment, appreciating, in the moment, worshiping, in the moment, uh, just taking some time in your house to just sing a song of praise to God and just remember who he is. There's, there's, special, there's something special about stopping and in the moment, valuing, our family. There's, there's something special about in the moment valuing. God, thank you that I have a job that I can work. Uh, there's something special about just stopping and pausing and in the moment recognizing who Jesus is and what he has done. And for those of you who are watching who are believers, for those of you who know Jesus as your Savior, never, never get over the fact that Jesus loved you so much that he died for you. And my friend, maybe you're hearing all of this for the first time, and I would just like to say this. Friend, Jesus is God's son, was born of a virgin, lived the perfect life that you and I could never live. Then he died on the cross to pay for our sins. Jesus, God's son, laid down his life to pay for your sins and for my sins. And then he rose again to conquer and defeat death for you and for me. And my friend, you have an opportunity to have a relationship with God you have an opportunity to know God personally for yourself. If you will recognize and believe, if you will put your faith and trust in what Jesus has done when he died on the cross to pay for your sins so you could be forgiven, so you could have a home in heaven, so you could have a relationship with God. And let me just beg you, don't miss the opportunity to receive him today. Don't miss the opportunity to have your sins forgiven. And today, if you would like to put your faith and your trust in Jesus, and you mean it from your heart, you can pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead. And I put my faith and trust in Jesus to forgive my sins. My friend, if you meant that from your heart and you pray that from your heart, then you are part of the family of God. Your sins are forgiven and we are so excited for you. And that is something that we never want to get over the fact that you and I, who were once enemies of God, are, can now be called God's friend, can now be called God's child. That's something that we should never get over. So how do we apply this this week? This week, let me just challenge you to just to pause. Let me challenge you this week to stop and to recognize and remember the gifts that God has given you. Take time to pause and worship. Uh, take time to pause and sing. Pull out, pull out your favorite, pull out your favorite song. Pull out your favorite, uh, your favorite worship song, and just sing it to the Lord and remember who He is and what He's done. Let's not, let's not construct roadblocks of familiarity in our lives to where we don't value our great God. This week, just take a moment to pause. Take a moment even now to worship. Take a moment right now to sing, to pray, and just thank God for who he is and what he has done. Let's not construct roadblocks of familiarity that causes us to miss the opportunities that God has for us. 
I love you, friends. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope that this week you'll just take time to worship and praise Jesus for who he is. And join us next week uh, as we continue our series, Roadblocks, Overcoming the Obstacles to Life and Faith. We're praying for you this week. We hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you.